John Barkley comes up to receive the trophy. This, for the Scarlet's fans, is simply great to watch. They were outplayed in the first half by a Tudor side that picked and win. The 1872 Cup back in Edinburgh hands. They've beaten Glasgow. The first team in 17 attempts to come to Dublin and get a win. How good is that for you? Oh, it's great. All I'm getting at the moment are players shouting, knock on, offside, tackle out the ball. We're in the wrong sport for that. The Zebo special gets it wide to Earls. And Earls from here means only one thing. The best stadium I've ever played in, the best atmosphere, the, the best supporters. Hopefully one day I'll be back. should of course apologise to any Munster fans listening. Uh, they'll have something to say about whether Leinster are going to be in the final as the Scarlets come again. Oh, brilliant offload. It's Brady with a stroll in under the sticks. Oh, look, it's, it's been a roller coaster um, here all my life. 47-10. Jeez, I thought I was in dreamland when we won the Pro 12. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, hey guys, uh, welcome back to Outside Centres with me and Dan. It's been uh, a while. It's been, it's been, it's been a long while. It's yeah. been a long while. <laughs> but you, you meet us, uh, we're coming back to you really uh, with some, when some incredible news is breaking. This Rob Howley news. This, yeah, what are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> He's been sent home from the Wales camp for gambling on the Rugby we're, World Cup. Yeah. And we're just speculating here, like, what impact do Wales think they can have on who wins the Rugby World Cup? So you can see thematically where we might be going with this. Now, except that, I mean, mm. the man, I think some footballers get into trouble for this all the time, I think. Like Joey Barton, I think, famously. You're not allowed, yeah. like they can't, you're not allowed to gamble on the sport, but sometimes, you know, he, you're not allowed to drink either, but, so they do gamble. But you know? he, he's, uh, the, the potential um, kind of consequences of disciplinary action are potentially a lifetime ban. Right, okay. And is he not going to be going over to uh, Munster? after the World Cup so, oh is that the plan he's not in line for Warren Gatlin's show uh, no no that's uh, actually so um, Scott we've Piv- been off air for a while yeah. I'm, I'm playing catch up <laughs> to you guys <laughs> so um, Pivik who is the current head coach of the Scarlets yeah. is going to be taking over from Gatlin after destroying Scarlets after destroying Scarlets exactly um, that's his reward seriously so he basically absolutely. Oh, but it does kind of explain what happened to Scarlets maybe he's just completely taking his eye yeah, off the ball exactly oh, okay. so now uh, Stephen Jones who was Pivik's assistant in Scarlets is now going over to do the role that he will be doing for Wales eventually he's not going to do that so he's flying over to Japan at the moment So right okay and just if any of you uh, I mean I know we do sometimes talk about gambling yes completely understood that if it was true Rob Howley could be and his cohorts yep. could be gambling on smaller things and who actually wins the World Cup there could be the over and unders and line outs or whatever things that they can actually impact yeah. but I suppose you kind of assume or you'd like to think that uh, he's just basically bet on some other pool that Wales aren't involved in because he's bored and you'd hope yep. that that's what it is I mean the man was manager of Wales yeah, so exactly. I mean, we, when, when Gatlin was out, he, he's a caretaker manager, yeah. but he's a manager. Yeah, but absolutely. like I mean, to go the other way, if it does yeah. turn out to be true that he's involved in match fixing, that makes for a very exciting yeah. Yeah. story. Oh, wow. When you look back true. at Six Nations, true. So, uh, um, but you know, looking at it now, so uh, what impact uh, or what, <laughs> were the odds so good in New Zealand that he decided to go for it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. How do you make money betting against New Zealand? So the. Yeah. At the moment, I saw uh, eleven to eight or something, right? See, like, and they're not. And of course, this is the year they're not supposed to win. Exactly, exactly. They're shaky and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, on that, like when you look at the odds, uh, yep. it is. I mean, I know, I know. It's it's a discreet thing, I suppose you'd call it. Mm. New Zealand are arriving in Japan. They're mm. going to play as well as they can, but still, you've got to think three in a row is just so improbable. But it's also it's so difficult to achieve. It's especially because it's New Zealand. They've had they have such depth, and they've like Steve Hansen has had um, the four years to develop a whole new squad. And the fact that 
only last year everyone would have guaranteed Bowden Barrett starts at 10 all of a sudden Richie Mwanga is now they're starting 10 and Bowden Barrett's at 15 again what's going on there so like they have had a lot of turn around sure, right, for instance yeah. even Owen Franks isn't even going to the World Cup now they're, they're one of the best tight heads in the world and it's because of this well, distinct kind of, game plan that he well, has. Well, you immediately then have to ask the question, because the assumption as to why you can't win three in a row, is, I suppose, because people get embedded. You can't move yeah. uh, managers or players um, because mm. their status becomes too much. And at the moment... But yeah, th- so that doesn't, doesn't happen as much. It doesn't. And Sonny yeah. Williams seems to be under assault now because he's been. this will be his third in a row. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So people are suspicious of him, I suppose. Listen, Dan, Dan Carter was the starting 10 uh, in the 2015 World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Well, he so, t- to twenty eleven, of course, he missed, and he, he, yeah, he, down the, yeah. got, he got injured in the group stages, yeah. and then yeah, then it was what um, Joe off well, the farm and they came back. No, it was Steve McDonald. Yes, uh, was, there was yeah. the fourth choice, uh, yeah. number ten. Yeah, yeah. The final. He was playing in Japan using. at the time, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But the yeah, but I suppose even two thousand eleven was a good win because Carter was injured. Yeah, so it was a team win. So yes. that's when he came back in twenty fifteen, and he was able to take. I think it was he took his final uh, kick with his wrong foot. So it was that sort of kind of great send off and everything. Oh, this is twenty. No, this 2015. is Yeah, twenty fifteen. They were actually unstoppable because Carter yeah. was on fire yeah, and yeah, had a lot yeah. of point to prove. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And so now, where are they? We don't know. It's just what I'm trying to get at here is that people are, I think, approaching it from the way I'm approaching it, which is three in a row sounds like a lot. But it's it, the fact that it's 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 so not the same team. Like, right, yeah, I, yeah, in yeah, only yeah. a way that New Zealand can do it it's so not the same team but I suppose when you look at how they did it before 2011 ok they had the card problem but then obviously they had the France problem in the final I mean still yeah. many commentators think they shouldn't have won that final no, well, um, yeah. so they've done it despite the fact that well, this, I mean, this, have they had obstacles already because you just think to yourself too many obstacles stop them so you for, know? for instance yeah I, I can't get your point so the, the probability that they get the three in a row they the, they shouldn't have gotten the first one in a sense yes. so this is really only two in a row yes. so it's kinda, fine that, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. is one way of looking at it yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Even but, when you look at, but even when you look at like uh, Brazil yeah. uh, in the soccer world cup the, the, the football world cup yeah, yeah. <laughs> soccer yeah, yeah, yeah the soccer yeah, yeah, world cup yeah, yeah. they won four out of three but they couldn't get the three in a row this Pele team yeah. they'd lost in 66 mm. I don't think Pele was playing 66 but yeah the, um, and that's as usually used in football as just a statement that you know it, it does seem yeah it does seem so uh, the, the team seems unbeatable yeah. but the probability of doing these things are hard to do exactly. and doing a three exactly. in a row is yeah. the amount of things that can well, go wrong so, like a typhoon could hit yeah. <laughs> just to let well, you know and, Dan is actually going to Japan yeah, on Friday yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring my I'm, raincoat <laughs> I'm texting him pictures of the Japan weather warnings oh it's outrageous everything's in yellow. yellow yellow is bad shit is going to happen but I mean it could be the first time ever that Canada and New Zealand have a nil all draw you know that, that could go down as a World Cup result if the game gets called off so, oh, is that how it will go down? It'll yeah, be recorded, that's why. It? So the, the potential weather impact that's going to happen in Japan this summer, sorry, this September, is going to have massive knock-on effects. Um, so that could lead to some anomalies in the games. Now, if the, for instance, if if the Ireland game, which is currently uh, Ireland's opener against uh, Scotland, and I suppose Scotland's opener as well, um, <laughs> is uh, looking at kind of being quite wet, right. so whether or not there's still a monsoon going and I think as you were saying to me before they're not going to play a game in monsoon but you couldn't so yeah. you couldn't yeah, monsoon so. is just this sheet of this massive exactly. brick of rain that falls so. you couldn't play rugby in it so as a result yeah um, can I but, but, as I'm talking about this, can I just yeah. get into predictions there so we were talking about odds obviously New Zealand yeah. are favourite generally speaking New Zealand are favourite followed by South Africa South maybe Af- England maybe Ireland a bit further out 
South Africa's odds are maybe a bit held in because they could be stopped by Ireland or Well, this, this is the thing. So looking at the odds that... Uh, so uh, not a plug, but Paddy Power uh, had the odds at the moment, as I was saying, 11-8 to 8 for New Zealand uh, to win. It was 4-1 uh, to 1 for both South Africa and for England. Uh, and then it was 10-1 to 1 for Ireland and Wales. And sorry, but I'm taking those odds in Ireland, even though they haven't right, made a pass yeah. to semi-final. Well, actually, that's interesting because Wales Online gave a quick uh, list of, and I'll summarise it for you here. Mm. This isn't plagiarism, this is summarisation. <laughs> yeah, bringing the key aspects. Well, yeah, yeah, well, they went to all of the world media just to see uh, what they were saying. So it's plagiarism there, perhaps, too. So yeah. Stuart Barnes says South Africa, reasonable choice. Stephen yeah. Jones didn't, didn't say Ireland, obviously. Yeah. He doesn't know where it is. He says South Africa as well. One of a, a rare reasonable comment from Stephen Jones. Yeah. Lawrence Delalio obviously says there'll be an England-South African final. Yeah. Michael Lina. Now, Lina's Australian. I know some people think he's a Kiwi. Uh, yeah. uh, he says New Zealand, South Africa or England. So he could distinctly oh, well, use okay. Australia so, out of the running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Sydney Morning Herald even gives says New Zealand versus South Africa for the final. Yeah. Uh, Clive Woodward obviously says England versus New yeah, Zealand. Yeah. Uh, there's a pattern here. It's like England, New Zealand or yeah. South Africa. Uh, and but, even so, the, the Rugby Pod, which is also another very good uh, rugby podcast there. Uh, some of our listeners might enjoy but um, no they uh, so Big Jim Hamilton I think picked uh, he picked South Africa and uh, Andy Good um, picked uh, England so right, uh, there's, there's a wild card choice England, New Zealand yeah, yeah. yeah exactly uh, well the clutch of straws here for Ireland though uh, they uh, Ian McGeechan uh, said Wales a fellow Celtic country so mm. he's, he went for Wales uh, Nick Simon the Mail so the Daily Mail said the final will be New Zealand versus Wales and Shane Williams, oh. ex-Wales. Oh, oh, where did he go? Oh, okay, there we go. And, like, England are guilty of this, too. Chris, they asked Chris Robshaw. <laughs> did you be to Chris Robshaw? He said it's it would be an or, uh, <laughs> No, he said it would be an England-South Africa final. He didn't actually say England. Brian Moore, or Moni Brian Moore, yeah, yeah. came straight out and said England. And then, of course, they asked Brian O'Driscoll. What did Brian O'Driscoll say? Okay. He gave the, well, you know, Wales can win it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've beaten them twice in the last yeah. season. So, of course, Ireland can win it. But that's no. basically it. Everybody is saying... Yeah. It's as we were saying there. New Zealand, okay, difficult to bet against. Yeah. South Africa. We were talking about you know libel there uh, at the start. You know how much can you say about Rob Howley and his gambling? Uh, well, the, the, but they they have also had uh, a player be sent home uh, already from the. Uh, well, sorry, I'm not even sure he got on the plane to go over to Japan, but uh, he was pulled up one of the rings. I cannot. Are you talking about South Africa me. now? Yes. Oh, you're preempting me because I'm. Ju- I was just about to say. Yeah. I was just to say you could be maybe you'd have to be careful what you say about that South African team. Yeah. But you can see the the pictures of them that are yeah. much shared in social media. Yeah. Grown heterosexual men sharing these <laughs> all of these pictures, yeah. and you know a cynic would oh, say no, no. What, it's what difficult say? to get to that level of conditioning oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, without help which could be help of, yeah. like it could be, yeah. it could uh, be. sports therapy <laughs> it could you be it's like, a it's great diet like, it's a like, great oh, diet it's di- yeah. it all starts with a diet yeah, yeah, it, it all starts with what you're taking in it's, yeah, it's yeah. all about what you're like, taking in yeah. not necessarily <laughs> as, as important the gym work exactly and that's all we'll say about that um but, you know, so, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see... Um, excitement levels are up. Yeah. I, I, I think... As, Exhaustion levels are up as well. I think rugby fans, more than maybe even football fans, really want these things to start because, God, it drags out, doesn't it? Yeah, but that, I think it's because there has been so many warm-up games and because of... Mm, yeah, exactly. And, but yeah. also because the warm-up games in rugby do actually impact the world rankings now as mm-hmm. well. So this is the whole thing, like, obviously... Uh, the, the one statistic that I'm clinging on to when I'm heading over with my green jersey on is... Uh, Apart from 1995, 
which is the first time South Africa were allowed to play in the World Cup. Yeah. That is the only World Cup that hasn't been won by the number one overall ranked team in the world. Right, and in this case, that is Ireland. In this case, that is Ireland. And you're right, so so, one thing I'll say about that is that I'm glad Ireland became world number one now, yeah. rather than, was there a suggestion for the World Cup four years, or was it eight years ago, that Ireland could become uh, could become world number one? I remember living in England at the time, and all anyone would say to you, even people who didn't know anything about rugby, would be like, it's not a bit of a joke for you to be world number one and you've never beaten New Zealand. Yeah. yeah well, now, now we, now we can admit that now. Yeah, now, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> now we're we're very humbly at the top saying, oh, we're definitely world number one because we've beaten New Zealand twice. Um, but no, it, like, it, it's um, it's probably because there has, have been so many rugby articles written recently because of how quickly those world rankings are changing, uh, especially after the kind of tumultuous uh, six na- sorry, uh, rugby championship that went on this summer. Um, kind of seeing how New, Ze- no, New Zealand inevitably did use it to test out some kind of different game strategies and when just when we had hope that when New Zealand scramble with this new strategy that they're not as good uh, as they used to be or that they can't just dig their heels in and drive back after the after the Australia game yes, uh, the first yeah. Australian game and the well, they reacted up, to that and yeah. they reacted well so mm. the first game that they played against South Africa Withdrew a sixteen all, sixteen all score. Well, a lot that, of that was we were people were overly flattered by how good Australia were in the first game, but, but, and then overly impressed by New Zealand. New Zealand's coming to the second. The, the, the New Zealand South Africa games have been good, and South Africa have been exactly. the measure of New Zealand. And the whole thing that uh, really fascinated me was so New Zealand were definitely trying in that game, um, as South Africa were as well. But what interested me was the fact that with what five minutes, ten minutes, even three minutes to go. New Zealand were up and they allowed South Africa to like not that they allowed but South yes. Africa were able to score against them yes, New Zealand's yeah, yeah. defence is no longer impenetrable well it's no longer impenetrable to the South Africans true true and all their and, good diet yeah and their diet yeah, yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I suppose like the fear would be and I was trying to uh, nip it in the bud there that we'd be overly excited about Ireland's chances and I suppose just to be very clear, we're not. <laughs> but what I would say, what I would say, the clutching at straws thing is that that idea that three times in a row New Zealand yeah. could win the World Cup is actually as is equally ludicrous that Ireland could consistently not get the bounce of the ball, of, yeah, uh, and never yeah. get to the semi final. And I, I think if you look at uh, so this is this is cl- uh, straw clutching, but you know, it's, but but no, it's it, humble straw. It's yeah. reasonable. I mean, we're we're hoping for a semi-final. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the world number one. There's, really like there's four spots up for grabs. <laughs> yeah. Let's grab one. Um, but no, so I, I think as well, if you look at... Um, obviously, Joe Schmidt has had a very celebrated and storied career um, as both Leinster head coach and Ireland head coach. So like he has done things that no other uh, Irish head coach has been able to do. We've won back-to-back Six Nations in his term we've won a Grand Slam I know Declan Kidney did it but I think it was a lot more dominant being able to go over to Twickenham and beat England the way that we beat them in that yeah, Grand, yeah. Grand Slam year and this is already sending like I'm harking back to a greater time but he has been able to do things that no other Irish head coach has been able to do uh, obviously like setting up the Leinster dynasty that was going on as well when he in, mm. his, uh, in his term as head coach but he has gotten us to world number one he's gotten Ireland to world number one He's gotten us to a place that we have accrued over the past four oh, years. What do you think of the Warren Gatlin criticism that it's easy to beat uh, Schmidt? I mean, it's proven wrong for him over the last two weeks. Yeah. But but uh, he's so, so so about the set piece. Just kick, make sure the ball stays in play and you beat Ireland. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, but the point being, the Saint Joe people realise the Saint Joe does have weaknesses. Yeah, but I, th- I think as well the the rugby culture that's been established, and obviously Leo Cullen would have played under Joe when uh, when Joe was coaching Leinster. So they're kind of seeing some of the patterns that Leo Cullen and Stuart Lancaster are installing in Leinster. You're seeing kind of more of the grassroots players, like so the players that weren't even on the scene four years ago. Right, you're now James making your James sport, Ryan's, yeah. your Jordan Larmers, your Gary Ringroses, mm-hmm. all of them are now coming to fruition. Actually, Gary Ringroses ran four years ago, wasn't he? I think he, oh, was, he, he only broke onto the scene. Oh, well, you're right, you're right. So he's, he's that. Yeah, he's they're, that. Yeah. They're, they're, like, the, 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 obviously, Joe Schmidt loves his core group of players. So you have your Rob Carneys, who's always going to do a job from. You have your Johnny Sexton's, you have your. Keen Healy's and now you're Tyke Furlong's. I don't think even Tyke Furlong was, uh, he wasn't any no. established. So no. the, the, the core players that he had from his 2015 team, most of them are still there. Obviously, you don't have uh, Paul O'Connell, but you have that new new core. Some, some, some maybe shouldn't still be there, like your Rob Kearney's. Maybe some people would say, but well, they are still there. The thing, but yeah, he yeah. does the job. He does the job. And like Joe Schmidt is a full, big on believer in Rob Kearney. So well, I think Joe Schmidt is a realist. I think uh, Joe Schmidt likes the experience and level head yeah. and, you know, obviously the bravery in the air of uh, Kearney. But obviously mm. he'd rather have a better, younger 15. Who wouldn't? But, you but, know? On top, but on top of that, because you have Rob Kearney there, it does provide you with the uh, capability to experiment more on the wings. And thank God he had, because... Would we have had Jacob Stockdale, who was when he came through first? Jeez, yeah, was, Stockdale wasn't around four years ago. Jeez, we are talking ourselves up again now. But I but, mean, anyone not from Ireland is listening to this laughing. But, Just the tears we will shed. I mean, you know, but it's going to be. We're hoping to be Scotland. It's going to be fantastic. But we don't like it's going to be fantastic when Robbie Henshaw goes back at fifteen and we all fuck it up again. It's going to be fine. <laughs> um, but no, but like, there is that new core of players that have come through and having the stability of the Johnny Sexton and the um, Rob Carney and the Keen Healy's there and Robbie, uh, Rory Best as well you have that capability that we can build um, so Ireland do have well, I, I think Ireland have a better chance there. to make the, car- the comparison I'm to saying football, football we have a semi-final is, chance we have a semi-final we, we do chance. I think we've always kind of had a semi-final chance that's yeah. kind of like the devastating the yeah, yeah. yeah, every four years there's a chance it doesn't happen I mean yep. I remember was it 1991 when we, yes it was 1991 when uh, we were playing Australia uh, in the quarter-final mm. And oh, they scored that try at the very uh, last yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. I remember meeting a guy who was working down in uh, Island Bridge in the boathouse, and David yeah. Campisi and the lads rocking in <laughs> the night before, getting absolutely yeah, wasted. Yeah, and then yeah. the entire Irish nation being blown away by how great Ireland was the next day, nearly beating <laughs> Australia as Australia pulled it out of the fire. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But, but, as, but no, a football yeah. analyst would say that as much as it kind of doesn't make sense because you're dealing with too many variables, but certain nations do well in these tournaments traditionally and move up. Uh, yeah. So in, in football, that has actually always kind of proven to be the case. No yeah, matter yeah. how disruptive a World Cup is, you end up with you very traditional people yeah, 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 at exactly, the top. Exactly. Actually, apart from the last World Cup when Croatia got to the final, but it's been the case oh, in previous fantastic, ones. Though. That, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, but, yeah. But, actually, on, on the on the topic though see, of like that, Croatia chance. getting to the final, that would be like what Canada getting to the final? No, no. We were, but no, what, but this is like Ireland getting no, <laughs> well, not quite, not well, quite. I would say no it's because similar. Croatia have actually been in World Cup semi-finals before. I would say, I would say <laughs> it's like Argentina getting to the World Cup final, right? And on that point, I think Argentina are coming to this red hot on form at the moment now obviously last summer they didn't have a great summer series obviously Wales beat them uh, and I think it was did did England play them? Uh, no England Argentina. no uh, no. sorry England were playing uh, South Africa last uh, last summer but the, yeah, yeah. It, looking at 
their form and obviously they have the core group of players that play on uh, the Haguares in the Super Rugby as well and Haguares made it to the Super Rugby final you always kind of yeah no absolutely but you always kind of wonder about the loyalties of Argentinian uh, rugby players and in a very nice way you kind of worry you kind of wonder about because okay the South mm. Africans are torn between money and their love and their, of their nation yeah. and rugby yeah, but yeah. in Argentina you're torn between money and you might love rugby, but your your countrymen don't. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, yeah. So whenever they play international, I mean, World Cups get news in Argentina. So yeah. if you do well in World Cups, the people pay attention. So that is absolutely one hundred percent their focus, and that's why they do well. well that's yeah. an assumption as to why they do well. They but put, it's, yeah. it's also because a lot of so before the Aguares were as, as dominant as they were, and a lot of the kind of it was traditionally had been used prior to the 2015 World Cup, for instance, as uh, some players would kind of get their start there. So that's kind of, they'd, they'd kind of slowly build up some players, but then unfortunately they'd lose some to, uh, to the European teams. So then they'd always have a lot of players traveling. So why against, against Ireland in the 2015 World Cup and against other teams uh, in previous World Cups, uh, they had succeeded so well. Is when you can have a court, that core group of players that is traditionally destroyed with jet lag, Yes. When you can have them in the one place and they can adjust. Yeah, I suppose adjust. We're, kind of making, we're making similar points, but I suppose in different ways. I'm kind of saying that, yeah, if you're in that position where you're jet lagged all the time, yeah. your kind of loyalty is to your, where your family is and who's paying you. Exactly. And you're turning up to these uh, events. So, but yeah. yeah, but whereas maybe the World Cup can bring you together. And as you exactly. said, the new format with the Jaguares. Yeah. I saw your Spanish was probably better than mine. <laughs> but the. Um, the, the group that they're in I think is an interesting one as well so it's, it's being called the group of death yeah. Bernard Jackman I saw on the TV there was saying uh, he thought France would do a job in Argentina and you would strongly disagree with that yeah, yeah. no I mean I, I've, yeah, I've disagreed with Bernard Jackman before but um, yeah his I, I would disagree with his assessment I think Argentina uh, as I said coming in red hot form I don't think France people are saying France are turning it on France lost to Scotland recently. They, yes, they fine. They had the thirty-five to three blowout against uh, Scotland, but then the following. By the week, way, we might footnote that one for anyone who doesn't live uh, in Ireland. Yeah, we kind of were like, you know, Scotland, uh, Scotland, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> but this, this is the hubris yes, that yes, people yes, love yes, the yes. Irish rugby fans for. Oh, I mean, <laughs> after our after our, uh, Six Nations preview, I went, I went back and listened to it, and oh dear lord, it did not age well. Oh, uh, really? That's yeah, a reminder. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen. <Listeners, laughs> <laughs> but, Where are we yeah. going with this? What do so, you say? So the, uh, the group oh, of death, Argentina. Group yeah. C. Yeah. Pool Argentina, C. Argentina, France. So Argent- it's England, Argentina, yeah. France, uh, and then I think it's, oh, I've put myself in a hole here. Uh, it's not Georgia and... Oh, possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but anyway, but yeah, it's, it's a so group. nightmares of four years ago, uh, England didn't get through with the West yeah. and Australia in the same group. Now this, they're also in a group of death. It could happen exactly. again. I mean, so, these are the margins you're dealing with. It th- could happen again. Uh, so it won't. Well, no, well... So everyone's picking England and they're coming in fantastic form and everything. But the fifty-five all, all it takes, against Ireland is all it takes. That, yeah. All it takes is for Eddie Jones to get one of these another nut job ideas of oh judo before uh, our competition is good and not going to injure any of my players. Yeah, yeah. He sees one. He sees one sumo fight. All of a sudden, you're you're gonna have Joe Marler out there with a broken arm now. What's going on? What are you going on? So. I don't think yeah, maybe I, I, the prep, prep isn't as going, going to be as smooth as they're anticipating but also I think their game against Argentina is going to be one of the games to watch of the pool games well, just ask if this just occurred to me I mean because we were talking about weather there earlier weather is kind of becoming a headline now people realise the typhoons might be hitting and it's yeah. about to start yeah, yeah. like Eddie Jones knows Japan so would, he, yeah, would that exactly. in any way so he knows True. how to play the True. sport in that weather you think yeah well that's the thing they probably would have played in one stadium when he played there 
Because well, yeah, if you, yeah, you could always say what he'd know, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, mm-hmm. I, like, I, I, as, as I said, I'm going to be going over. So looking at the weather, uh, the variability from, the, like, Sapporo, which is the very north of the country, to Fukuoka, which is the very south. I mean, basically different regions, like different climates. Uh, it's just hugely, hugely different. So uh, that kind of variance in weather could be uh, could play an interesting factor. I know as the pools go on, the teams will travel around. Um, I saw yeah. there's a headline there that uh, the Scottish team are using soap, applying soap to the ball to get to kind of replicate the slippery conditions. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you heard, concerned that I heard, Finn Russell uh, because he's in? I heard baby oil, but okay. But it's it's going to be interesting. But this is the thing. Oh, they always have oh, the backs. Always have that handy on the Scottish team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the, can I just can we yeah. talk about? Sorry, just to get back to this idea that some like in football. Some teams are just good at going through Rise the Rise to the top, yeah. Yeah, so Wales do actually seem to be good at this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and, and Annoyingly so in 2011. Yeah, and uh, and in fairness to Gatland, uh, like, he always makes that team better than the sum of its parts, much better than the that's sum true, of its parts. That's true, yeah, that's true. Um, so what do we think about the chances Wales has? Like, I mean, I was kind of, it wasn't, tr- it was kind of a throwaway that I stuck in there that some people were saying, oh, well, Wales could get to the final. Well, yeah, so Wales are their second, are the second seed in their own pool because Australia are the top seed. Now, only up until recently, and I'm actually going to credit Squidge Rugby with this because I didn't, I wasn't as aware. But um, traditionally, Australia are Wales's bogey team. So the the fact that now they've been able to kind of get over that and they have beaten Australia, oh and yes, kind of, yeah, they yeah. are developing a bit more of that form. Like everyone criticizes Warren Ball and everything in terms mm. of style of play, but he does get the results in. So this being his last World Cup with uh, with Wales. I could see them pulling that out and getting first seed in that pool, which means that they're likely to face either. Excuse me. They're so their their yeah. highlights is are like they've been to the semi-finals twice. Now, obviously, yeah. the very fame. Uh, I think the yeah the opening one in '87, uh, they beat England in the quarters, and then they were destroyed by New Zealand uh, in the semis. Now, I suppose it's open to yeah. dispute as to whether or not the '87 or '91 World Cups were real World Cups if South Africa weren't in them. Exactly. But exactly. there was there was space for Wales in '87, and there was space for Wales in 2011. Now, 2011 being the more famous one. Yeah. Um, because of the spear tackle. Yeah. You know, the oh. spear tackle red card. Yeah. You know, Sam uh, Warburton yeah, yeah. sent off uh, and led to France getting to the final. So yeah. I think it is an absolutely reasonable point of view for a Wales fan to think that Wales should have got to the final in 2011. That's absolutely true. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, and then uh, those missed opportunities. Scotland, obviously, uh, four years ago, mm. that quarterfinal uh, against, Australia. against Australia, where World Rugby effectively Barnes. said, "Oh, we got the rules r- yeah. wrong." Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh. imagine if that had happened to Ireland. Oh, stop, stop. I mean, as, yeah. in fairness, I mean, I'm sure no Scottish fan would agree with me, but Scotland, uh, Scotland has expectations would have been perhaps less, maybe, than an Irish no, fan's expectations. And they might disagree, you know. But well, no, but I, I think it, that, at that stage uh, it was still. Um, Fern Cotter wasn't it who uh, was the head coach of Scotland so I mean they had done the uh, I think Vern Cotter had just thrown the rule book out and he was doing the uh, burly training out in the woods and he kind of made everyone really commit so oh that's the, South African thing without, yeah without the dive <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah without the dive yeah <laughs> But, oh yeah, but the way they just go into the woods and flagellate each other. But like, yeah. no, it, it, it really was. But it was the team, uh, the team aspect of it that was developed because of those sorts of experiences. That's why they really were able to kind of, uh, as you're saying about Wales and Warren, uh, they were really able to be the greater than the sum of their parts. 
and as a result we're able to do so well but then now you have Gregor Townsend coming in that style of play and a lot more free-flowing is very very uh, now it, in the pool stages may not work because it is rainy season over in Japan so mm. that, that could have impacts on the ball and maybe Finn Russell He's been coddled now because he's been in uh, Racing, so he's been playing uh, his home games in a nice air-conditioned stadium. So seeing but how do, the impact... Do they close the roof in that stadium, don't they? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Often. Yeah. I suppose you're playing and, over winter. Why wouldn't you? You've got a roof. Why exactly, you and it? one of the biggest screens in Europe. Uh, and the the pitch is 4G turf as well. So like, it's, it's a fantastic stadium, manicured to bits. But is that going to have an impact on how Finn Russell's going to play? Now, obviously, they do play away games in outside stadiums. Right, it's yeah, probably yeah. Yeah. rain, but... I know if you look at this is a random one to take, but if you look at the NFL, it does have a massive impact. There's dome quarterbacks and there's outdoor quarterbacks. So the likes of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning when he was playing in Denver are known to be a bit more that's that's a bit more skilled than mm. when you look at uh, the likes. Well, Drew Brees is obviously held in high esteem, but he's he's also a dome quarterback, so his number is already always going to be higher because he right. can bring okay. more free with the ball. So similarly, I think it's going to have an impact on uh, Finn Russell okay. because he's going to be a bit more liberal. So. I would say there's going to be an intercept try in the Ireland-Scotland game for Ireland. Because Did you hear that, Rob Howley? Did you hear that? So. What was that? Ireland in the 26th minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you've no influence over that. No, no, no. So I wouldn't... I wouldn't I can just to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... And, uh, I mean, if you're... I, it's important, I suppose, to say there, there is a reason to fixate over the Ireland sort of Scotland group because the way it works is that uh, New Zealand and South Africa are in one group yeah. It doesn't really matter to anyone uh, who wins. They'll p- play against yeah. each other. It doesn't matter to anyone. They then immediately split. Yeah. Uh, first and second will go to either sides. And as I was reading out there, the predictions are that they will both then get to the final. But mm. both then will play in, in their quarterfinal, either Ireland or Scotland. And if yeah. you're a Scotland fan, after four years ago, I mean, I mean, if you're any, if you're like I me, mean, Ireland might, we have this kind of idea that Joe Schmidt might have a plan. Yeah. But if you're a Scotland fan, who do you want to play in that quarterfinal? What? New Zealand or South Africa? You see, if, see, New Zealand, you get the impression that, like, South Africa are on a psychological up, and yeah. you get the impression that New Zealand, uh, well, they can be caught in holes, can't they? I mean, well, this is they the can thing. be frightened, they I, can be scared. So, I think if I were Scotland, due to how Scotland play, now, given they have fast wingers as well, Scotland, so yes, I, think yeah. they, I think they could keep up with South Africa. I think potentially when it gets too broken when the play gets too broken against New Zealand I don't think they'll be able to keep up so I actually mm. think New Zealand will want to play against South Africa right okay so be, because now I think Ireland's major flaw is we're so always a little will undersized New Zealand want to play against South Africa so New Zealand want to play against Ireland or New Zealand want to play against no so I think South Africa well, that's actually not a bad one either who, who, who so, South, Af- want South Africa I think want to play Ireland right because I, Ireland are undersized in the back line and let <laughs> South Africa definitely aren't, aren't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> apart yeah. from Kobe but um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah in, in general um, yeah that diet's fantastic for them I so, would have thought if you were South African though, the fear of this is more propaganda about Joe but the fear that the brawn might be beaten by the brain one might think you you want to avoid Schmidt yeah. I would have thought but yeah but uh, yeah I, I think oh, listen, it's a tough no, one. It's a tough I, I think I think Scotland could withstand the physicality of South Africa in the early stages, uh, a bit better than we could, uh, and potentially when it gets to the later stages, uh, any of the hard lads that are still standing for Ireland will be able to put. An, uh, I was reading a fight about. I was reading about their semi final in nineteen ninety one. Like I mean, Scotland nearly got 
in the World Cup final. Like, yeah, it was also in the glory. It was in the glory days of Scotland, of Scottish rugby as well. But I was reading about it. I mean, I was watching some. I was reading about it, and it was all about like Margaret Thatcher and <laughs> the poll tax rights. Are we sure and you Will weren't reading shagging the Princess Diana? And so, you, like, it was a different this time. Is a, this was a rugby article you were reading. <laughs> yes, no? yes, okay. yes, yes, because well, apparently tensions were really high. Okay, you know, okay. Scotland yeah. versus England. Yeah. The world was watching because you know yeah, yeah, the poll tax. It was Gavin Hastings was playing. Well, it kind of segues nicely into what I was kind of talking about. I mean, okay. the world was watching, but you know how many people do watch? I mean, to just True. to talk about excitement levels. How well, excited! I've are heard one billion people are going to watch the World Cup. <laughs> I will. Jesus, that's strange. One billion. That's strange. <laughs> because I was just talking about that a few minutes ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. One billion people are going to watch yeah, this World Cup. Because only, you're only going to watch it once. Each, each individual person only I watches think, it once. No? I, think the, I think the Rugby World Cup's official st- data is uh, viewed by a billion people, including replays and highlights. So, so I one guess, billion views. Yeah, but I guess, what, what does that mean? That if it's on, if it's mentioned in the news and you're watching the news, they oh. include that. I mean, is that where, I mean... Yeah. You see a rugby ball during the World Cup, you're watching the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, so one billion people would be one in six people on the planet. So, yeah, and China have a great rugby team. Yeah, yeah. China, China, let's just assume, as much as their neighbours yeah. are Japan, they've historically have not got on. No. So let's say the Chinese yeah, yeah. don't I think watch. It's safe. The safe bet, yeah. uh, India not massive there either. No, so that's the fifth yeah, you have some, you'd have some expats. You'd have some expats. You would. I mean, but not there massive. might be a TV channel in India showing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's basically you've removed I don't know, two billion people yeah. from the planet before you start looking at your stats, and then you come up with the stat that one billion people watch it. Um, yeah. I believe that about football but not necessarily about rugby and the other interesting one when they tried to compare their stats 4 billion people watched the Tour de France now where the hell does that come from to throw a few uh, more stats uh, I, I, I suppose what I'm doing is, try, doing is trying to contextualise yeah. the Rugby World Cup but in a reverse direction you know because mm-hmm. some people are trying to get you really mm-hmm. excited uh, they, the Japanese are spending one and a half billion pound on uh, hosting the Rugby World Cup how much um, they spend on the Olympics the following year? Twelve point six. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the context in case you wanted it. The excitement about sending uh, the World Cup to Japan is kind of based around what's is that called the fifteen minute reach. So this kind of comes down to what we're talking about. Okay. How do you say four billion people watch Twitter? Yeah. The idea is if somebody watches something consistently for fifteen million for fifteen minutes, yeah. uh, how popular is it? Yeah. And apparently thirty one million people in Japan the last World Cup watched Fifteen minutes of the Samoa game because that was after the South after Africa massive, yeah, 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 after yeah, that yeah, massive yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the fair, idea that fair. you could establish a big market in Japan is incredibly tempting. Like, oh, it, I'm yeah. sorry, it's an absolute money pot. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, but nobody. I mean, you're about to discover this. Nobody knows it's happening. No. Like I mean, I'm pretty sure 31 million people spent 15 minutes with it on in the background four years oh, ago, it was, and now we're all going there. Yeah, we're all, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all invited <laughs> to Japan. They love it. <laughs> Oh god, but yeah, uh, no. I think yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm really uh, sorry. The one thing I'm massively uh, anticipating when I'm going over, uh, because I'm going to be in Japan for the full World Cup. Uh, I want to. It'll be interesting to see. First off, the demographic of the fans that stay around for the semi-final and final weekend. Who will still be there? What jerseys will I see? Oh well, I suppose, yeah, who has enough? who has bought their tickets for the entire exactly. time? Like exactly. you, you embarrassing enough being an Irish person, I've done it. But you're doing it for journalistic reasons. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. So My journalistic integrity is still intact and yeah, not at all fanboying over the Irish team. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As um, you, we spent no time talking about Ireland. No, zero. Today, for example, are they, are they in the World Cup? Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. uh, so who'll still be there? Well, the English will definitely still be there. Yeah. The well, the South Africans will still be there. Yeah. The Kiwis may not still be there. 
it's, it's too blasé for them now for yeah, the World Cup final yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. well how exciting is it another World Cup final you know there's only a certain amount of money in, in the bank well, this, this is all things I mean on. you've got to go on family holidays too you know but uh, well, in fairness it's actually pretty close to them and, I mean in fairness Kieran Reid is going to be going over there sure. after the World Cup as well so probably probably house hunting after that you know so in between games <laughs> oh is this but, Kieran Reid's gone after this is he yeah so Kieran Reid uh, is retiring from international rugby after this World Cup he doesn't so recognise his... any of them after the World Cup no yeah and that's kind of well, a great thing about that tour and that refresh that they have but this is the thing looking at the minutes that have been played um, now Kieran Reid has played an enormous amount of minutes he's played something like 80% of the minutes of the number 8 jersey of, of New Zealand since the last World Cup that's a staggering figure in comparison. Because mm. if you look at all of the positions, um, not even close. Like, not even remotely close. Um, and, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, Sonny Bill, obviously, is the name there from last uh, last World Cup. But he has been dropping in and out. And, obviously, there's a Lions tour. So, a lot of the players that would have been in the last World Cup would have stayed for the Lions tour in 2017 and then chose not as a point to retire. So, a right. lot of the minutes by and large, between the last World Cup to now, have been played by play- players that may not be at this World Cup. So it's yeah. interesting to see. So there is a lot of churn, and it'll be interesting to see how this New Zealand squad, which is a distinctly different New Zealand squad to the last time, um, how that Well, I think kind of one of the interesting things, uh, I just want to say before, kind of, it's like, so it's probably, we will be doing this again uh, during the World Cup. Yeah. But what's interesting about how uh, dead on their feet out on their feet the uh, guys are come the World Cup final mm. and how it usually comes down to it's this war of attrition basically the entire event is a war of attrition yeah. that comes down to basically penalties and drop goals at the end yeah. like people celebrate this Johnny Wilkinson drop goal that won in 2003 yeah. well the English media do but that uh, it's always one on penalties so it's, yeah. it's often sorry, uh, yeah, one on penalties true, and drop goals 95 uh, being another case in point and one of the really interesting ones is 2007 I remember seeing Lawrence Delalio, uh, now no one gave England a shot in 2007. They lost to South Africa 36 0 in the group stages. Yeah. And they yeah. got to the final against South Africa yeah. and, you know, almost won. The, uh, and Lawrence Delalio, I remember talking about how uh, seeing Johnny Wilkinson in the changing room was like, oh, maybe we've got a shot. And the world laughed at him because Johnny Wilkinson, by the World Cup final, had played. Uh, eight games in four years. So since the last yeah. World Cup, he played eight yeah. games and four of them were at that World Cup. Yet he managed to get them to the final. Yeah. And why? Because in the war of attrition, if you've got your penalties and if you've got your drop goals, and is that another thing? Sorry, I'm going to remind him. He took about three or four drop goals in that five thousand three and missed them. So this idea yeah. that he's good at drop goals actually does not stack up. Yeah, but he, yeah, okay. Also, are we non-pressure Six Nations games? He was good at them. Actually, when it comes down to it, he's not good at them. But anyway, <laughs> he's now like, really living in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. But friends, if, if we're on the topic of drop goals, Boyden Barrett has definitely improved since the last World Cup. So if it doesn't yes. let drop goals, maybe New Zealand do have a chance. But in fairness, it will probably be, it will probably be be Richie Malanga who's taking it I was so. trying to do a bit of research and we'll talk about it closer to the time of yeah. the third place playoff to see if it was oh, no yeah no absolutely no one cares apart from which team do you think that if they get to the semi-finals sorry always win the third place playoff like, uh, no no they'd be pretty hardcore about ensuring that they get their nutrition in Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that diet! So, that diet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So those guys go nuts for it. Like yeah, every yeah, game, yeah, every yeah. chance to beat the crap out of an opponent and show you're the best, yeah. even yeah, if it's yeah, third yeah. best. Yeah, uh, they jump at. Uh, yeah. No. So are you looking forward to it, Dan? It'll be good. It'll be good. Heading off on Friday. Uh, I'm missing. The, well, I'm missing the Japan Russia opener. I mean, it's going to be nail biter. Vlad is going to be there. Vlad yeah. Putin himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's he. Has he played rugby? Has he done that? Ever, ever watch? He He's probably the best rugby player in, in Russia, well, and, be, uh, according to all Russians. But uh, yeah, 
Well, the interesting See, oh, well, I mean, we're going down another rabbit hole yeah. here, but the Russians probably shouldn't be there. Maybe I shouldn't say that just before. <laughs> like, I mean, they're going to play Ireland as well. I see the spread's yeah. like 41. And yeah. you think, well, that's maybe a bit too much talk about hubris. But of course, yeah. they're only there by default. Uh, well, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, they are. There was a, obviously a lot of complication with what was going on. A Romanian mm. referee refereeing a game against, I think it was Belgium and Spain, and there were some dodgy decisions. And then it was found out that Spain and Belgium had played ineligible players during that. But it was also the Romanian yes. referee yeah. who was trying to sway the game so that because if Spain lost, then Romania were in. And yeah, the, messy, messy. But if they have a good game, there could be thirty-one million, fifteen-minute viewers in the next game. And, and then all go to Moscow. Which I'm kind of keen on. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, the the soccer World Cup went pretty well there. So oh, it would be it would be incredible for rugby, but bad for countries like Ireland. You know, who, yeah. uh, if Russia was to suddenly take rugby seriously, because yeah. they'd be very good at it. But anyway, that's true. Uh, but, so, yeah. well, which team would you like to see? Which team would you like to see do well? Argentina. Ar- yeah. Like, if I'm not putting my eggs in Ireland's basket, I'm putting them in Argentina's because I think they're going to be very exciting to watch. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see uh, France do well. Actually, same group. Oh. I'd like to see France. Do well. well, I'd like. I'd obviously like anyone. I mean, we'll be talking about this again. But the nostalgia of those times when France just absolutely tore New Zealand apart. Uh, yeah. I just love to see that again. But I can't imagine yeah. any other team is going to do that. I mean, some That's people true. would actually hold out hope that Ireland might be able to do that. Um, but the given, more likely chance is given, that a terrible France team will just do it. Given the last time Ireland... <laughs> they need to get there. The they need to get time, to the semi-final the last time, to play New Zealand. The last time <laughs> Ireland played New Zealand, who won? La- oh, um, let me think. We we there now. <laughs> okay, so on was that, that note... Was that Stockdale try... On that note... Was right in front of me. It was literally, I'd say... Well, you see... As distance-wise, <laughs> it'd be about ten meters. But I don't want to give the impression you're like, oh, crap seats. And he's, I was not gonna stop. I was he's not going to stop going on. Ground up. Okay, guys. No, we were up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so talk to you guys okay. after the pool stages. So best of luck. See you guys. Have a good World Cup. John Barkley comes up to receive the trophy. This, for the Scarlet's fans, is simply great to watch. They were outplayed in the first half by a Tudor side that picked and win. The 1872 Cup back in Edinburgh hands. They've beaten Glasgow. The first team in 17 attempts to come to Dublin and get a win. How good is that for you? Oh, it's great. All I'm getting at the moment, a player shouting, knock on, offside, tackle out the ball. We're in the wrong sport for that. The Zeebo special gets it wide to Earls. And Earls from here means only one thing. The best stadium I've ever played in, the best atmosphere, the, the best supporters. Hopefully one day I'll be back. should of course apologise to any Munster fans listening. Uh, they'll have something to say about whether Leinster are going to be in the final if the Scarlets come again. Oh, brilliant offload. It's Brady with a stroll in under the sticks. Oh, look, it's, it's been a roller coaster um, here all my life. 47-10. Jeez, I thought I was in dreamland when we won the Pro 12. Phenomenal, phenomenal.